1: up everybody welcome to another episode of game that tune this is episode 110 we have finally hit double digits in a three-digit number so that's exciting and something we're celebrating right we did that in 100 though with the double zero shut up john uh <laughs> i'm your host uh david fleming with me as always we got john regan john say hey hey and we got jesse Moore. jesse say hey Hey, And if this is your first time joining us here on Game That Tune, what we do here, we each pick three songs from a game, we play those songs, talk a little trivia, try to guess the games, talk a lot of nonsense, have a lot of fun, whoever guesses the most games gets the most points, they win, they get to not only play a bonus tune, but also choose the theme for the next episode, and if I recall correctly, I believe Jesse was our winner last week. Jesse, is that correct?
2: That is correct, David. So what was the theme that you got for us tonight? I decided on games based on movies because there's a lot of great, you know, summer blockbusters. Sounds like fun. Going to be fun. Uh,
1: Definitely going to talk about a lot of cinematic highlights. Probably some mediocre average games. But it should still be entertaining. Um, Only way to find out is to jump right into it. John, I think we got to go.
0: Game 1.
3: So this is my game and it's got a pretty unique feature that I haven't, I don't think I've seen this in any other game. In addition to your regular health bar, you also have a foot health bar and if you damage your feet throughout the game, you will slow down.
1: You're gonna have to give me a second because my whiteboard is not working so I have to get an actual old-school card to write my answer down mm. but I feel pretty good about my answer
2: <laughs> I feel terrible I feel like that last song had another song inside of it it did <laughs>
3: Slash is just a right. famous song <laughs> all right let's I'm see some answers Jesse says, Willow, which is sadly incorrect. David says, now I have a machine gun. Ho, 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 which is correct. This is Die Hard for the NES. Oh, I see. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let me give out some points here. So yeah, have you guys played Die Hard for Nintendo Entertainment
1: System?
2: <laughs> no.
1: Um, I've not, but if I remember correctly, isn't it like a top down shooter?
3: it is It's is a top-down shooter and it's gotten kind of it's gotten some bad reviews but i watched some <laughs> <laughs> like like a, a lot of people seem to hate it but i think it actually looks like a pretty cool fucking game so you're john mcclain and you it's kind of like a build your own die hard you don't have to complete objectives in a particular order uh, in fact there's some objectives you can skip entirely, like you are not you don't have to call the police for assistance. Uh that's something you can, you know, optionally do. Um in that foot health thing I was talking about, uh when glass breaks and you walk on it, it damages your feet and you start limping. Um and you can find bandages to patch your feet back up. So it's 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 movie realistic.
1: Did now- they did they program a fucking like limping sprite on the NES? No, the sprite just like moves all shitty and slow. <laughs> There's no okay. extra sprite for limping. Just like, how did this? This is very
3: in depth for an NES game. You know, that would be nice. That would be cool. So you start the game in Nakatomi uh, Tower uh, on like the 31st floor or so. And it's a race against the clock. Uh, the game is actually counting down in real time, like seconds. Uh, And every time you change floors via the stairs, you lose some, like, extra time on top of that. Uh, So every, I think it's every four minutes, one of the locks. uh, Spoilers, there's guys trying to break into a safe, you know, in Die Hard. Every four minutes, another lock gets broken through. So you have to try to get, uh, you know, beat the game before all the locks uh, get broken through. And one thing that's interesting is... If you have full foot health, you only lose 15 seconds going up and down the stairs, but if you're at zero foot health, you lose 45. So it actually, you know, that's a factor too, uh, if your feet get too damaged. So yeah, you know, you move from floor to floor, you run into henchmen, you know, you shoot them. Uh, There's multiple weapons. You can, you know, you start off with a handgun and then you can get a machine gun. You collect health via soda cans and sometimes they just pop up on the floor from an enemy dropping them, or you can shoot out a vending machine. Uh, which is pretty sweet. That's a pretty great little gameplay mechanic. And I wish
1: I wish more games let you just destroy vending machines, right?
3: <laughs> and you know you have all these little objectives. It's kind of like a um, uh, what's it, what's that game with sneaking? Um, somebody help me that out out here. Solid.
1: Yeah, Legend it's like of a, Zelda: Wind Waker. It, it's like a Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is. That is Die Hard to a T. Die Hard is exactly like a GameCube game that came out, what, like 15 years after the fact? <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, so I think it's, you know, I, I can see why people would get frustrated with it. Cause for instance, the handgun, you can only shoot in 90 and 45 degree angles. But, but once you get the machine gun, you can like spray bullets everywhere. So that's, that's not so bad. And the game, like there's other ways that the game is realistic. You can blow out a window like an exterior window of the building and fall out and get a game over like that can happen
1: (laughs) which is hilarious like to say it makes sense that falling out of window is what gets you a game over because that's that's how the movie ends again spoilers but i mean like that's that is the ultimate if there was ever a game over moment in a movie, it is the shot of watching Alan Rickman plummet to his death because the watch broke.
2: Now, is there a digitized Alan Rickman voice yeah. in the game?
3: There's no digitized voices. There are digitized images. You know, like you have little cutscenes of anytime Alan Rickman says anything on the radio, you know, it shows his face and the text of what he's saying on the radio. Yeah, they even have things like I think once the second lock breaks, they figure out that you've been listening on the radio and stop telling you what's going on. You know, it's it's really neat. I think it's a cool game. Oh, it sounds awesome. Like I said, I think people get frustrated with, like, one, there's that hard time limit. You know, you can just stay in there for 30 minutes and lose. You know?
1: Which would also... It also would have made Die Hard the movie, like, far less entertaining of John McClane kind of peeking out the bathroom like, There's terrorists! (laughs) Welp! Yeah, he just... (laughs) That would not that, that
3: man that'd be like a, some kind of weird art house movie of just watching a guy terrorize in the bathroom for like an hour and a half oh god
1: no not even like see I'm, I'm imagining like he's still john McClane. he's still like rough and tough street cop and all that he's not even that scared he just doesn't want to deal with it so the whole movie is him just like sitting on the toilet with his feet up just smoking a cigarette and waiting for time to pass <laughs>
3: Now I only saw Die Hard recently. Like I think I saw it this past Christmas, and um, I didn't realize that that's like that movie's like a hard R. Oh yeah, and my whole life I just assumed it wasn't. I think just because like you know you watch Book of Nine and and uh, 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 Jake Peralta is always talking about how it's his favorite movie, and this is like a, a broadcast show on a you know major network. At like a 8 p.m. time slot or 9 p.m. or whatever it is but like a not late night time slot you know and he's just talk about this like hard R movie that he loves all the time and I feel like that's something that you know a TV network would be like I don't know my kids watch this show and that you know and they made like an NES game based on this movie and you know like it's a hard R movie like why is this an NES game <laughs> I mean they made an NES game out of platoon uh touché I mean, that doesn't make it any better, but... (laughs) Rambo.
1: Hell, Rambo got his own cartoon series. Robocop. Robocop got his own cartoon series. There is a scene in Robocop where a man is shot in the dick and you got a cartoon series and an NES game out of it, so...
2: Predator. Man. The Aliens game.
1: The the 80s were a, a fun
3: time. A question from the chat. I'm gonna ask each of you this. David, is this a Christmas movie? yeah jesse is this a christmas movie i guess so yeah i agree this is a christmas movie and anybody says otherwise is just wrong and not only is it a christmas movie it's one of the best christmas movies well
1: see and here's the thing um because my wife and i get into this argument every year when i want to watch die hard around christmas time she says it's not a christmas movie but if you look at things like it's a wonderful life that everybody watches around christmas it's a Wonderful Life is not a Christmas movie. No. The only reason that it's considered one is because it was cheap to air, so every TV network would play it around Christmas time.
3: Yeah, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. I don't think it's anything like I-, I haven't seen it in a few years, but I don't think Christmas even comes up once in that movie. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's real- <laughs> and yeah, Die Hard takes place on Christmas Eve, if I'm not mistaken. Mm hmm. As does Die Hard 2, I think it takes place on Christmas Eve. And then I think after that, they kind of went away from the Christmas thing. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a Christmas. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, I think this is a pretty good game. I think it's maybe gotten a bit of a bad rap. I can see why it got a bad rap though, but I think it's one of those games that you got to come back to it, you know, with a kind of a different angle. And if you think of it as a build your own Die Hard, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, that sounds amazing. And, I mean, a lot of people might give it crap, but it's also an NES game. Like, how many classic NES games really don't hold up well, but we love them because we played them when we were a kid? Like, I bet if your parents bought you Die Hard on NES because that seems like the thing you would give a six-year-old with an NES, and you played this, like, every afternoon, you would love this game and you would defend it.
3: Yeah, and, you know, I mean, come on. Super Mario Brothers? That game is such a piece of shit. Die Hard is way better than Super Mario Brothers. (laughs) Hot (laughs) take. Please tell
1: me you have the hot take button. Hot take. Um, Well, cool. Die Hard is an awesome movie. Die Hard on NES is an enjoyable game. Apparently, it's better than Super Mario Brothers. So... (laughs) I think that's all that needs to be said.
0: (laughs) Game two.
2: Right, guys, um, this is mine. Um, so the plot of the video game is actually from the sequel, but it's named for the first movie in the trilogy. You guys feeling?
1: Not good. great.
2: Ooh, Johnny's feeling pretty good. All right, let's see what we got. Let's see. Ooh, uh, David with Goonies 2, sorry. And, uh, Johnny with You're the Best Around, the Karate Kid. That's correct. Oh, I should have
1: figured you'd pick Karate Kid.
2: Ah, oh, hell yeah. So. uh, you guys ever played this NES, uh, LJN game? <laughs> uh, oh, it's an LJN game? Oh. oh, yes, sir. Although it was also developed by Atlas, which is kind of fascinating, too. Weird. Yeah. It's like, hey, you remember the guys who made Persona 5? Well, they also made the Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, this game's not great. Um, it might not even be good. I know it's like, uh... Maybe the second or third video uh, AVGN does, so that's, uh, and like like David hinted at, since uh, it was LJN, you know, that's brown trousers time, guys, you know.
1: Hot take. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) I mean, I don't think that's really a hot take. LJN is pretty famous for making awful video games. Hot take.
3: LGN has made some classics, David. Name one. Back to the Future. <laughs> Hands down, the best video game ever made.
1: Oh, are you not going to give yourself the hot take button? I thought you were just oh. itchy on the hot take button tonight. Hot, hot take.
3: Good point. I really should have given myself that one.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: of all the fucking things. That... Anyhow, Karate Kid on NES. It's a, it's a weird game because, like, like I said, it's it's called The Karate Kid. So you expect it would be about the first game, your first movie. But it's it's not it. It's, it goes right into the second movie because, like, you start out in the uh, the All-Valley tournament, you know, fighting against Johnny. You crank kick him in the face. That's the first level, you know? In <laughs> the second level, you're in Okinawa. So you just you know, said, fuck the first movie, we're just jumping right into the second movie. And, of course, that is ridiculous, because that movie is nuts. Like, these Japanese people liter- literally try to kill Danny and, uh, <laughs> and Mr. Miyagi. Like, <laughs> someone's going to jail if things are gonna happen. <laughs> and then, one of the levels takes place during a typhoon, so, like, that that level's... Is balls, because it's got birds and stuff flying all around, and And anytime you try to jump, something's going to hit you. And it's just, it's one of those games, you know. So it's like Ninja Gaiden, but with Karate Kid. Yeah, and terrible. But there are (laughs) some cool, like, little, uh, like bonus games you can get into. Like, uh, there's a level, a bonus level where you try to catch flies with chopsticks, which is cool. And then there's the one where you have to, uh, uh, swing back and forth as that big, like, meat hook comes flying across. Like, if you've seen Karate Kid 2, you know what I'm talking about. If not, you're like, what? But there's like this... big, over like a shipping plant, or shipping dock or something, there's these big, like, hooks that, like, they use for I I don't know what, but they're very dangerous looking. But, like, they swing back and forth, and you're supposed to do this thing where you, like, swivel left or to the right, and it won't hurt you. And, uh, so you can do that as a bonus thing. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. And then, like, the final level is, like, the final scene from the movie. And then Mr. Miyagi says he's proud of you.
1: It seems weird that, like, pivoting to avoid giant swinging meat hooks is a bonus game. Like, that's the kind of thing that sounds like it should be in the final level of the game. That's, that doesn't seem bonusy.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, and you can, uh, ch- uh, karate chop uh, blocks of ice, which is that's that's from the movie as well. See, um, that sounds like a bonus game.
1: Catching flies sounds like a bonus yeah. game. Avoiding instant death—that seems like
2: something that should be in a level. Well, it's it's like I guess it's more of a because you're standing on this platform, and so your option is to either move out of the way or jump off the thing. And so if you jump off the thing, it's over. If you if you if you dodge it, then you can do it again, and I think you can do it multiple times for more points. Um, it's like a timing thing, I think.
1: Okay, that makes sense. I was just imagining, like, you know, trying to walk through a level perfectly, dodging these giant swinging meat hooks. Like, why is the what what bonus am I getting out of this? Life, not dying.
2: Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the rewards were for the bonus areas. Like, I don't know if you lose, like, your lives and stuff, because that would be awful, especially on those, because every video I saw, the the meat hook thing, the dudes always failed on that section. (laughs) Like, you know, they catch some flies, they break some ice, but that thing was making them jump in the water every time. (laughs) And, like, it's weird, though, because you can do it, like, random. Like, you go into, like, doors... So, like, during the typhoon area, you just walk into a door and then you're like, okay, while the typhoon is going on, I'm going to be catching flies. It's (laughs) like, everyone's, you're supposed to be saving children. You're like, not now, I'm catching flies, damn it.
1: Yeah, but see, that's something that I always like in video games. Those weird little moments where, you know, like in Legend of Zelda games, where the kingdom is in chaos and the evil is returning. I'm going to go trade somebody a chicken for a jar of milk. Yeah. It'll be fine. That's always good. But yeah, um, you'd imagine, how are there even flies in a house during a typhoon? Like, when they have all gotten blown out? or I don't know.
2: Or you decide to leave the area and do that meat hook training thing. You know, that's one of, you're like, sorry typhoon guys, I'm going over here. <laughs> like, we thought this would be even more dangerous to do it during a typhoon. I was just saying, that's even worse. Like, oh god, there's
1: a typhoon going on. Here are all these swinging meat hooks. Well, I picked the wrong door, fuck me, am I right?
2: And why is this inside of a, a building? Like, is there, like, a secret tunnel to the place, or is there one of these things in here? So, Karate Kid on
1: NES, most realistic adaptation ever,
2: clearly. I mean, it's, it. apart from, like, the weird um, swing dancing scene, it's pretty accurate to Karate Kid too. It's, Whoa, it's, uh, I'm sorry, so is there not a swing dancing scene in the video game? No, there's not. I don't know. Why really the hell wasn't
1: that. that the bonus game instead of avoiding meat hooks?
2: I don't know. That would have been pretty cool. Because uh, that was a pretty cool scene, too. Karate Kid 2 is like, people don't talk about part 2 enough. I don't think. It was 3 that had Hilary Swank, right? Uh, no, that was. Wait. No, it it his next Swank. Karate Kid was okay, Hilary Swank which I still haven't seen that one yet. Um, But Karate Kid 3 is actually really good, too. That one's kind of, like, psycho. Like, people are really, like, sociopath in that that movie.
1: (laughs) Which is weird, because you'd imagine that a movie series about a fighting tournament would incorporate, you know, people wanting to beat the shit out of people. And yet people are always surprised, like, Oh, they're really violent. It's Karate Kid. You're doing karate. People are going
2: to well, get beat up. It's more of, like, the mind games that go into, like, three. Because, okay, so Creese uh, comes back. He's the, the leader of the Cobra Kai. And um, he wants to get revenge for, uh, of course, Miyagi winning the tournament. And so what he does is he hires this dude to be, like, this weird, like... Um, he's also part of Cobra Kai, I believe. But he's, like, this rich dude who's, like, really good at karate, of course. And so he starts, like, like low-key hanging out with Daniel. And it's, like, real weird. Like, he, like, drives up in, like, his, like, convertible. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you like karate? I like karate, too. And, like, he starts, like like uh, like, trying to be all buddies with him. But then that dude hires this other guy who's, like, this jerk. But he's, like, a really, like popular, like, karate dude, um, like, moving up the scene, but he's, like, a jerk, and he hires him to go rough up Danny, and then while Danny's getting roughed up, this dude comes up and plays hero, and he's like, oh, you're gonna let him push you like that? Oh, uh, I think you're you soft, you haven't been training, you know? He's like, well, yeah, I haven't been, you know, Miyagi and me have been kind of, you know, at odds. And he's like, oh, don't worry, I'll teach you some stuff. So then, like, this dude starts, like, teaching Daniel... Like, all this, like, really dark stuff, like how to, like, break his knuckles, like, b- punching, like, wooden, like, dummies and stuff, it's really, like, fucked up, and he's, like, his goal is to, like, break him down, <laughs> like, as a person, and then Kreese will show up and be like, "ha, oh, it's me, the Cobra Kai dude, I've been fucking with your brain, and it's really, like, like, crazy, it's, Okay, it's yeah, dark. that takes it
1: on a much higher level than just yes, beating so, what, the shit which, out of
2: people.
3: Which movie was this?
2: Karate that, Kid Part been? Three. It's it's nice. so fucked up. It's great. <laughs>
3: now, Jesse, I feel like this is a good time if you if you want to plug a new project you're working on.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to do this thing called uh, Best Around Podcast. It's I dissect the Karate Kid movies ten minutes at a time. Just I mean I I fucking love the Karate Kid movies. They're so much fun. And what really inspired me is this new series on YouTube called Cobra Kai, which is fucking amazing. It's, it's basically uh, Johnny and Daniel LaRusso. They're all grown up, and uh, life has been different to both of these people. Johnny is like kind of like a... Just, he didn't do so great. <laughs> After that kick to the face, things just went downhill. While well, everything just came up... Uh, Daniel-san, he a, he's like the biggest car dealer in town, like, he's commercials, and he makes shitty karate puns all the time, and you buy a car from him, he gives you a fucking bonsai tree, you know, he's just, he's such a schmuck, and like, Johnny, he's just your every dude, he's kind of a jerk, but in a way, you kind of can relate to him, because you're like, you know... He's just a regular dude. You know, he doesn't understand this new world we're living in. You know, all these wacky iPhones and shit like that. <laughs> and, you know, he finally figures out he wants to bring back the Cobra Kai. And, uh... And maybe we find out that Danny LaRusso isn't such a cool guy after all. I don't know. And where can people get check that? Oh, right now, it's, uh... You can go to my YouTube uh, channel. I'm gonna have it, um... Part Of uh, bake them away toys at some point, like it's just a, like a pilot thing. Um, it's not technically full release yet, so um, I'll just just keep an eye on, on my Twitter, uh, at Sega Legend or Sega underscore Legend. Well, cool, all right,
3: cool. I think on that note, it's time to move it to game three. What do you say, David?
2: Yeah,
0: oh, right, I have the authority here.
1: Uh, yeah, move on to game <laughs> three,
0: game three.
1: soundtrack is from the 3DS version of this game. Uh, This game was released for the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Wii, DS, and 3DS. Uh, The music's coming from the 3DS. Just want to get that clear first. This game is based on a 2011 superhero film that was very poorly received and had numerous behind the scenes issues behind it and it was such a chaos that the star of the film later made fun of this movie while starring in a completely separate film years later. Does everyone have their guesses ready? Alternatively, Johnny, are you done fixing the audio? I think so. All right, who's got some answers? So, John Regan says Catwoman, good guess but wrong. Jesse has the correct answer with Green Lantern. This is Green Lantern, Rise of the Manhunters. Oh, oh. (laughs) that sounds really gross. (laughs) Um, not like that. Or wonderful. So, has anybody played the Green Lantern tie-in video game? No. (laughs) Has anyone seen the
2: Green Lantern movie? I have not. I actually have not seen it either. I I did want to see it, even after hearing how bad it was. I still wanted to see it, because I love Ryan Reynolds, but I still haven't. I was going to say, good, don't. Um...
1: So, the movie is terrible and awful. The game is not half bad. Um, I pulled music from the 3DS version because that was the music I could find, but I actually played more of the 360 version. I was at a Best Buy um, years after this came out, and it was in a bin for like $10, so I figured, what the hell? And it's actually pretty fun. It's basically just a Green Lantern beat-em-up, which is fucking great. Yeah. It's, it's set all about, like, if you're a fan of the Green Lantern comics, the, uh, the Manhunters, they're a series of robots that they tried to make. They're like a proto-Green Lantern core and then they didn't work because robots. So now they've come back and are trying to obliterate the universe because comics. Uh, so you're basically you're playing as Ryan Reynolds. Uh, he recorded dialogue for this game, which is surprising because he hated every moment of being part of the film. Uh, but you're going through, and you're just beating up wave after wave of robots. Um, it's a pretty fun combat system and every so often there's a, a different level where you fly to another planet. So it's like an on-rail shooter section where you're just flying through space shooting stuff with your ring. But the real fun thing is since it's Green Lantern you can you can upgrade your character um, because ups Need to have like RPG elements and all that and with each upgrade you can increase like your stamina your power and that kind of thing, but you also unlock new moves and all the combos in this game are basically the hard light constructs that Green Lantern has. So with a couple button presses, all of a sudden, instead of just punching and kicking, you summon a giant buzzsaw and just slice through people. You can make giant like baseball bats to club people with. There's a move where you summon like a massive war hammer and just slam it into people. It's pretty fucking fun.
2: How is the variety of uh, strange constructs that you can make? I'm
1: trying to remember all that were in there. I'm pretty sure you get a minigun. I know you get a mace. I know you get a hammer. I know you get the baseball bat. I really like using the buzzsaw. Uh, there's a pretty good selection though. Like. Cool. You don't go anything too wacky, like you don't make a giant dinosaur to stomp around, which would have been awesome. But you do get a, a pretty good balance of just making new objects to bash people with. It's I guess I would kind of compare it to like the different weapons that Kratos gets. Okay. Where it's it's not like a massive variety, but it's enough to be—you're still wailing on people, but it's enough to make it yeah. look different, and it's—it's it's fun to use.
2: So you're uh, Hal Jordan.
1: Yeah, you're Hal Jordan. Um, you have there's drop in, drop out co-op, uh, where the other person plays a Sinestro before he goes rogue. Uh, so <laughs> you can jump in um, two-player beat 'em up action. Like, it made me really, really sad that this game. Was tied into the movie because the movie bombed so hard that they ba- Warner Brothers basically just canceled everything involving Green Lantern. And I feel yeah. like this game could have gone on. Like, if this game was just released standalone, there could have been a series. And I think that would have been awesome because a Green Lantern beat em up sounds pretty good. And especially once you start incorporating, like, the other Lantern cores in there to have different playable characters, like, you could have done something with this idea.
2: Um, yeah, that would have been cool.
1: But now it's just, nope, we're we're never going to see another Green Lantern thing ever
2: again. Ugh, that's frustrating. It is. Well, you know, there's there's hope. I mean, the Fantastic Four are coming back. That's true. And I didn't think they'd get their book back for a while, so... Are there any cool villains in this game? Actually, because um, I... I was reading up about the
1: 3DS version, um, and the 3DS version apparently is more of a Metroidvania. you are exploring different planets, and you keep going back, and as you get new powers, you can explore different areas. So there's a lot of backtracking. That sounds cool. And people were really complaining about the backtracking, because I guess it's it's not the fun, I want to explore backtracking, but more the how can we pad out this game backtracking but apparently the final boss in the 3DS version is amazing. Oh cool. I never I never got to that point so I can't say for sure, but I want I wanted to go with Green Lantern because a I just really like Green Lantern, uh the character, not the movie, and also cuz I feel like this kind of encapsulates the theme of, you know, it's not a bad game. It's just kind of an average game. But it has that that movie tie-in recognition like this game never would have gotten released if there wasn't a movie which again sucks because if it was released without the movie it probably would have done better
3: yeah definitely green lantern terrible movie great game it sounds like though
2: who's your favorite green lantern character johnny
3: um i can't name any i'll be honest uh, I'll go with Green Lantern
2: Good good pick He's a character, right? <laughs> I was gonna say It's
1: like if you say Green Lantern I will I will give you the credit for it Well done, John Excellent choice So Jesse, I'm gonna
2: ask you Who's your favorite? Oh, I like uh, Kyle Raynar He's cool Yeah, Kyle's
1: awesome He never quite got the due that he deserved Which sucks, but Definitely I really like Kyle as well uh, If I had to choose a favorite Obviously, Mogo Which one is that again? Mogo is a living planet. That's right. Yeah. Who's He's... a fucking Green Lantern? I mean, like the the earthborn ones, the human ones. You know, they're they're interesting, nuanced characters. But then once you start getting into the alien ones, like you have Chip, who's basically a squirrel Green Lantern. There's um there's one who's a giant amoeba. There's one who's like a giant living stock of
2: broccoli, basically. Which is good because broccoli is green. Yeah. Exactly. I think Johnny was gonna read us the Green Lantern oath.
0: Game 4
3: So this is our fan request from at the sigma the sigma omega on Twitter. This is a game composed of mini games, and you unlock mini games by collecting trash.
4: Um, answers. Hmm.
1: Okay. Well, I know I'm wrong. All
3: right. David says Jaws Unleashed, which is incorrect, and Jesse says Universal Studios Theme Park Adventure, which is correct. This is Universal Studios Theme Park Adventure for the Nintendo GameCube.
1: That's why the Jaws theme is in there.
2: Okay. Mini games.
3: Yes. Huh. Yes, it's mini-games based on Universal Studios theme park, specifically. And you can't play any mini-games. Like, when you first start the game, you have to go pick up trash for like an hour before you can actually hey, play Hey, just like games. the real
2: park. You walk in, they are like, hey, okay, first you gotta <laughs> go pick up trash. What? I, I wanna go ride on rides! No, you gotta pick up trash for the first hour you're at the park. <laughs> we... <laughs> So, wait, hold up, this is on GameCube?
1: So
3: Yes, I believe. So it's like a awesome, misread this. No, yeah, like a 3D
1: open world collect trash game and then you can play minigames?
2: Uh-huh. Ha <laughs> okay. He- here's the plot twist. Minigames are also trash. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: So let's see. Here's the list of movies or I'm sorry, the list of rides that have minigames. Uh, mini games so you have a back to the future the ride minigame you've got a jaws ride minigame a Jurassic Park River adventure minigame uh, and an ET minigame so hands down the ET minigame is probably the worst one it's a it it looks like excite bike like you're on the bike with ET and you have to switch from lane to lane but you just kind of constantly fall on your face and it's just not very good. And that's, that's basically the whole minigame. The Jurassic Park River Adventure game <laughs> is you're in the back of a Jeep with, like, a laser gun shooting dinosaurs. Which at first sounds kind of cool, except that, like, you're shooting with the GameCube controller, like, gaming with a GameCube joystick. Wow. <laughs> and I believe... I think this was... One of the games like there's a game that it, there's like 15 minutes of crap before you actually get to start doing anything and i think this is the game there's like a 15 minute long like beginning or 15 maybe it takes 15 minutes to beat it some there's some kind of 15 minute thing that their viewers like Gee, oh my god like what is this and by the way the graphics throughout this game it looks like they made a Nintendo 64 game and then like right click exported to GameCube. They are not very good. It like they're horrendous.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm pulling up the like graphics and I'm I'm trying to pull up like screenshots. That's the word I was looking for uh, of this game. And uh, yeah, this game looks like something else.
2: Apparently, AVG did an episode of it too. <laughs> it
1: was released in 2001, so like it had to be like a GameCube launch title. But even still. This, uh, this is looking kind of (laughs) rough.
3: Oh, you know, I forgot there's, um, it's not listed on Wikipedia, but the video I saw had a wild, wild, wild West game that was a target shooter again with, you know, using a joystick, not a light gun or anything intuitive. So you have these quick draw targets popping up in the wild West and you got to slowly move your crosshairs, you know, to the target and shoot it. Um... There is a uh, Jaws the Ride, and that one I feel like could have been good. You're on a boat throwing barrels at Jaws, which on paper sounds great. <laughs> that sounds like my kind of game.
1: At first I was like, "There's you're talking about a video game based on Jaws the Ride. No, it's not going to be good because Jaws the Ride. And then you were describing throwing barrels at Jaws, like, wait a minute, maybe this has potential. I mean,
3: when every time I think part of what made jaws the ride bad is every time I went on it I would throw barrels at the robot sharks, and I'm I'm probably the reason that ride shut down. I'll
1: be honest. Finally, a game built for me. <laughs>
2: There's a fucking water world attraction on this game. <laughs>
1: See, I, I, it had to be like a licensing issue because they. There are rides from Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. And, you know, Islands of Adventure also has, like, Dr. Seuss and Marvel. Why weren't those in the game? Because those would be much better than, hey, let's play E.T. the Ride the Game. God, nothing, I, I can't imagine anything more boring than E.T. the Ride the Game.
3: Oh, I can. It is called Back to the Future the Ride the Game.
1: Back to the Future of the Ride is fucking great, so... This...
2: i just like to point out, this Jaws game is so disheartening. It's like, it's just this kid... Walking around... And then Jaws pokes his head up... And Jaws isn't even that big. Like, he just looks like a regular great white shark. And the kid just throws, like, a box at him. And then Jaws just goes back underwater. Like, oh, box! that's That got me! Like... <laughs> Like, this is fucking Jaws, not fucking, you know, some junior pussy shark. Now I'm just sitting here
1: looking at the, the screenshots of the, the Jaws minigame, and somehow they found a way to make Jaws look more fake. I know.
3: <laughs> and then, yeah, the Back to the Future the Ride, the game, is you're, chase, you're in a DeLorean chasing Biff, which at first sounds cool because it's like, okay, it's like a Star Fox-esque on-rails thing. But imagine a Star Fox-esque on-rails thing, but you only control moving left and right. Uh. And you just have to bash into Biff.
1: Yeah, but (laughs) see, even still, like, that that doesn't sound as disappointing to me as E.T. The Ride the Game, because Back to the Future, the ride is fucking great. So, like, a game version of that, hey, maybe this will be good. E.T. The Ride is not good. So how do you make a game out of I, uh, wh- what the fuck is this game?
3: And then the part that I haven't mentioned yet is the whole thing is hosted by Woody Woodpecker. He's like your guide. <laughs> he gives you tutorials on the controls for the game, and his voice is fucking terrible.
1: Like, like I mean, Woody Woodpecker annoying? Like general Woody Woodpecker annoying or worse? Worse. Yeah, like the <laughs> but talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Awful. Well, you, you do know that Woody Woodpecker talked in the cartoons, right? Like... I,
3: I I haven't seen a Woody Woodpecker cartoon in so many years. I have no idea if he talks or not. I The only thing about Woody, Pecker, Woody Woodpecker I remember is...
4: <laughs> yeah, the and last. And
3: if it says directed by Tex Avery, it's a good one. And that's it. <laughs> and
2: Chili Willy was... Chili Willy was awesome. I love Chili Willy. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah. There was a backdraft game on this. <laughs>
3: Oh yes, backdraft. Uh, what? Oh, what was that one? I can't remember
2: now. You like runner It looks like you're running around this building and putting out fires. Like you're oh, a kid. Yeah, it's a f- in a burning building. Yeah, a kid.
3: <laughs> it's like burning rangers, but terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, yeah, you're running around putting out fires, and I mean, you just look at it and you'll like. I notice now, in, in older three D games, like, you know. I notice when a game has a lot of, like, tight rooms or tight scenes, you know, because they didn't have the video memory to have, like, a big scene, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, anytime you're running through a narrow hallway, I'm like, well, yeah, it's because they could only draw so much stuff, and so you make a narrow hallway, so you don't have to draw so much stuff. And, I mean, you look at this Backdraft game, and it's all, like, the narrowest fucking hallways and the tightest camera angles. And it's a GameCube, like it can do better than that. Like why Why
1: is it like this? Yeah, like the, the Jaws thing, it's not even like, you. at least from what I can tell at the screenshots, it's not like you can run around the boat to like get different angles. It's literally, Jaws takes up a third of the screen,
4: like.
3: Yeah, and you're on like a 20 foot boat. Like you don't have a lot of boat to run around. You don't have a lot of interesting things on the boat. You have like two or three kinds of barrels on their tops. Uh, it's it's this game is just I don't they they definitely spent most of their effort on the um main theme park areas, and even that looks like they really cheaped out and you know they've got the the narrow ass view views of everything where you can't actually see a lot on the screen at once and again it looks like a nintendo sixty four game like this would be acceptable on a nintendo sixty four because it had like four megabytes of RAM or two megabytes or something abysmal um but this is on the Gamecube like you had more than enough power to do bigger, better scenes.
1: See, I'm I'm very upset by this game because, you know, a game set in a theme park, I will defend and I love the hell out of Adventures in the Magic Kingdom on the NES. Hey, we're going to do that, but for Universal Studios on GameCube. This is going to be amazing. And I'm looking at this and my heart is breaking. Like, what the fuck?
3: Yeah, Jurassic Park River Adventure was the one that looked... But most the most bad to me because again I think that is a 15 minute long mini game which is way too long for a mini game.
1: Yeah, you you have defeated the purpose of the phrase mini game at 15 minutes. Yeah.
3: You're just dri- driving around in a jeep for 15 minutes Ugh. shooting dinosaurs, and you know that sounds great on paper. Like if I was at an arcade and I could play 15 minutes of being on Jeep shooting dinosaurs, I'd be so happy. And somehow they managed to ruin it. They managed that they managed to make that not good it should be objectively good
1: i was gonna say it's like yeah you're riding in a jeep for 15 minutes shooting lasers at dinosaurs sign me the fuck up
3: plus the most disappointing thing is in the game they're using a jeep i am 99 percent sure they used fords in the movie like that that is not accurate at all
1: really that's what that's what does it for you The fucking, you know, laser guns in Jurassic Park. Which, again, sounds like it would be awesome. That That's okay. But no, you're you're going to call out the make and model of vehicle used. Was there even a river in the first Jurassic Park movie? I don't remember. Like, this no. is Jurassic Park River so. Adventure. Well, wait, hold up. How are you pissed about the make and model of the cars that they're using when it's Jurassic Park River Adventure and they're in CARS? Shouldn't it be a boat? Yeah.
2: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I
3: guess that's part of the thing that I'm forgetting, is this isn't Jurassic Park, the minigame. This is Jurassic Park River Adventure Attraction at Universal Studios, the game.
1: Yes, I know. And in on that attraction,
3: you're riding in a boat, not yeah. a cheat. Yeah. So it's just all the more confusing. It's basically
2: Splash <laughs> like... Mountain with dinosaurs.
1: <laughs> Which, again, sounds cool. Yeah. I Oh, so would you f- like
2: it better or worse if the minigames were just like uh you riding on the rides? Like you don't actually get to do anything. You just sit and that's watch. What, and you that's go what, down, I like- mean,
1: honestly, this should have been like spend 15 minutes collecting garbage and then you unlock like an FMB sequence but- of somebody riding the ride like a POV camera riding the ride. And you can do that i would I would play fifteen minutes of a trash collecting game if I could watch a video of back to the Future the ride anytime i wanted
2: here's here's an idea the next animal crossing needs to have like theme parks in it, and so then you just go like wait in lines with other animals and talk to them and then you get your little animal or your or your person on the ride you get to watch them ride around because it's animal crossing and you know get a controller and you just get to watch it and enjoy it and then you can go talk to the other dudes and Stand in more lines. See, now you're
1: just making me wish that the next Animal Crossing had, like, a town project that was a roller coaster. Because that sounds fucking cool.
3: Yeah, so here's my pitch. Zero minutes of collecting trash. Just sell a DVD of footage of people on
4: rides. (laughs) There you go.
1: (laughs) Here's my pitch. Zero minutes of collecting trash. I'm with you so far. Okay. I see and again the, this sounds like it could have been awesome like if they made a sequel to this and could incorporate <laughs> no 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 hear me out like if, if they could incorporate more than four fucking rides and some of the stuff that Universal has now like if there was a Harry Potter minigame I would be down for that like
3: they could have a little like it wouldn't even have to be a minigame if they had like a, a blue man group uh, like music making thing in there you know where you just kind of dick around making like putting things together to make music kind of like a la mario paint right like that'd be cool
1: or like a rhythm game set around a concert set at universal studios like that ha- god this is on gamecube how come there's only like four fucking games what okay this is it's making like six. me this is making me progressively angrier and angrier um <laughs> Yes.
3: Thank so, you, requester, for this yes, piece thank of trash you.
2: game. Are you literally
3: You're carrying like trash. this
2: this podcast apart.
1: This was um <laughs> like
2: the Sigma Omega?
1: Yes. Thank you for blowing my mind with <laughs> shitty theme park games. Um do we have another requester or is that the last game for the night?
3: I believe that's the last game for the night. Let's uh, kick on the calculating computer.
0: Calculating computer activated. Computers.
4: Beeps. Boops.
0: Scoring complete. This game's winner is... David Fleming.
3: Nice. Cool. Yeah, we had a tie between David and myself. Jesse had the most points, but he won last week, so he's not allowed to win again. Aw. And I forgot to get bonus music, so David gets the win
1: um all right thank you for that behind the scenes information that nobody needs <laughs> to know to show that we don't actually have a plan with this show <laughs> they can see the score they know what's up okay that's true we're also what 110 episodes in um yeah they should know by now what's people going know on. what's going on i was thinking a theme for next week since my game was on every platform under the sun that we should kind of stick with that, and the theme for next week is multi-platform games—games games that have been on several consoles, or at least more than is one there, console.
3: I was gonna say, do we have a minimum? You know, you must—you gotta be on three consoles Six.
1: to enter. You gotta be—we'll <laughs> <You know? laughs> say two. You know, make it easy. Oh, okay. Gotta be on at least two consoles.
2: Handhelds? Okay, that's not too included hard. Included or excluded? No, handhelds count.
1: Cool. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think we've ever. I know we've done console-specific themes, but I don't think we've ever done multi-platform as a theme.
2: No, I don't think so. We really haven't. So
1: it should be interesting. Mm. Yeah, I think that could be. I think it's a pretty neat idea for a theme. David. Indeed, it's a good one. Thank you. We have reached the conclusion of our show. Uh, I want to thank everybody who is listening in podcast form. Uh, thank everybody who tuned in for our live stream. Special thanks to our Patreon super fan tier backers, Alex Messenger and Lance Revere, uh, helping us keeping the lights on. Um, if you would like to get a shout out, uh, make sure to check us out on Patreon.com or yeah, Patreon.com/slash Uh, We got a bunch of cool bonuses there. Jesse has his covered up series. Uh, I'm working on a new mixtape for Patreon backers. That should be up. Pretty soon. Also, uh, we've got our Discord. John, do you want to shout out the j- Discord?
3: Yeah, so if you um, want to get a link to our Discord, go to gamethattoon.com. Look along the top for the Discord icon or look towards the right of the page and you'll see a link labeled Discord and that has an invite to our server. Uh, the Discord is a lot of fun. You get to see comments in real time. This, you know, instead of having to wait for them to show up on the video, you see them at the same time that us, the hosts, all do. Uh, and there's also an audio simulcast on the Discord, so it's very handy when you're, say, riding on a train or riding a bus or maybe you're at work, something where, you know, maybe video uses too much bandwidth or isn't inconspicuous enough. Well, that's where Discord kicks in. Um, and we have all the fun emotes on there, and, you know, you can upload GIFs and crap like that. Uh, it's a great place to place your requests, so check out our Discord, go to gamethatune.com, just kind of control f Discord, you'll find it, and off you go.
1: Um, And if you want to make a request, uh, which again, special thanks to at the Sigma Omega for the fantastic, wonderful (laughs) request that we got. Um, You can either do it through the Discord, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter uh, at Game That Tune. You can also slide into our personal DMs. You can find me on Twitter at Fleming. You can find John Regan on Twitter at... JPReganJR. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. And he's here with us in spirit. You can find John Harrington on Twitter at JGangsta187. Also, be sure to check us out. We do our live recordings every Wednesday night. twitch.tv slash game youtube.com slash game that tune, Facebook.com slash game that tune. I believe I've covered basically everything. And with that, we're going to close out the show with my bonus music. My bonus music comes from a good superhero a good game based off a good superhero movie this is the pizza music from spider-man 2 <laughs> copyright 1991 activision publishing incorporated the karate kid is copyright 1997 ljn toys limited green lantern rise of the manhunters is copyright 2011 warner brothers interactive entertainment universal studios theme parks adventure is copyright 2001 chemco limited
4: did we shout out the Superfan tier
3: producers i wasn't paying attention to be honest yeah, I don't. I don't have anything. To add. I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm distracted by figuring out what's wrong with the Facebook chat integration.
2: Shit, looks like it broke. Um, I think Johnny was going to read us the Green Lantern oath. Um,
3: but by dark of day, or neither sleet nor s- snow nor dark of light will keep me from getting the mail to its destination. I don't fucking.
5: Johnny, I'm glad I'll be back on the podcast soon. I don't like the idea of you editing the show anymore when you're clearly very bad at it. We all need family. Game That Tune is mine, much more so than yours. I've been on the show since episode one, when you almost tanked the entire thing from the start. You've never really fit in anywhere, even in this remarkably nerdy podcast. Your faith is in the rest of us, I guess. People that won't actually kick you off the show for the shit you pull. And I'm happy to say that, for the most part, we won't let you down. Which is why I can't let you let us down, either. I want you to know you hurt me, Johnny. I guess I thought by taking some time off for my fucking son being born that you would be cool about it. And not proclaim yourself king of the show or whatever. But I can see now that was too much to ask. And I'm sorry. Hopefully one day you can understand. I'm going to find a way to make you miss an episode. I really will. I know you're doing what you believe in. And that's all any of us can do. That's all any of us should. So no matter what, I promise... If you need me, you can go fuck yourself. Oh, right. We're still doing this thing from uh, last week where you need a fifth game. So, John Harrington's bonus game time. Game five. Let's do it.
0: Game five.
5: So, uh, this game went through a bit of the proverbial, uh, development hell. It was in production for at least six years before being released. And many people considered it still be in its beta form when it was released. Uh, its sequel was announced in early 2012, but was also delayed and was only just recently re-announced for a 2021 release. So, I'm fading this out because this song's like seven minutes long, and we're just gonna use this to take us home. Um, this game is Stalker: Shadow of Chernobyl, uh, released for the uh, PC back in 2008 or 9. Um, man, what an interesting game! Uh, I was not aware of the film Stalker until just uh, just this past year, um, but Stalker. Is a 1978 or 79 Russian art film, uh, and it's really, really cool. I uh, got really, really high and watched it, and uh, it's it's a very interesting movie. It's a you know super arty, super long take type of movie. Uh, it's about three men venturing into this zone. The zone is a you know unnamed area in Eastern Europe or Russia, uh, in which the laws of reality do not apply, and so people go there to gra- uh, have their wishes granted. And the people that guide other people into the zone are called stalkers. And there's barely a plot. It's really just a lot of you know interesting, uh, interesting like, composition of uh, shots. And, you know, strange philosophical nonsense dialogue. Uh, It's a really beautiful movie. Like the, you know, before they get to the zone, everything's this weird brown, copperish, monochrome color. And then when they get to the zone, the movie goes into full color. And, you know, it's it's kind of like a horrifying uh, Russian Wizard of Oz from 1978. Um, This game, I don't believe, has anything to do with that movie outside of the name Stalker and the word Zone. Um, You know, the movie took place before Chernobyl, so it has nothing to do with Chernobyl. Uh, The game, it's a first-person shooter survival horror, like, zombie mutant-killing game. And it sounded really fucking ambitious for the time. All kinds of crazy AI stuff had to be cut out of the game. And, you know, they had to compromise their vision of the game severely in order to make it work. And apparently it's really a well-loved game. But I just don't understand why they would bother making Stalker, the bizarre 1978 Russian art film, into a first-person mutant-killing shooter RPG. But, I don't know. I'd like to play it. Stalker 2 has been re-announced for 2021 which is very strange and I would love to see what they do with a full production budget Uh, you know maybe they can fully realize the crazy AI ideas they had for this game Uh, but yeah um, I don't know I haven't played the game I'm a big fan of the movie but I don't think they have anything to do with each other really Uh, much like the movie didn't have very much to do with the book that it was based on Um, so yeah stalker uh watch the movie it's very interesting play the game from what i've heard it's pretty good and fairly interesting and maybe one day we'll uh, really get to play some stalker too so in the meantime it's your boy john harrington saying peace out stalker shadow of chernobyl is copyright 2009 thq incorporated